again. Happy Comic Book Day and welcome back all you four color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast HQ for all things comic book connected. We are John and Charlie Rivera, the co-founders of U.S. Comics. Charlie, happy comic book day. Happy comic book day to you and to everyone listening and watching today. As always, we are brought to you by Bad Mary Band and Sergeant Finesse Gaming. If you haven't done so already, please smash that like and or follow button and hit that comment section like Bowser at karaoke. Oof, Bowser, Woo. Bowser, Bowser. Charlie, um, we're going to jump in, but uh, just real quickly, I feel like it's been a week since we connected with so many of these good people. Um, how has this last week treated you we've had weather going up and down like a goddamn maniac um we've got news in the comic book world galore how you been brother what what you been doing the last few days you know it's been a it's been another trying week so i felt the need to go out and just buy the most ridiculously oversized television for our mother it's nice. 75 inches it's far too big for the area it is Yikes. our mother is currently going blind but i am oh. looking forward to the next time i'm able to pop in uh, a movie and experience in like 7D or whatever the <laughs> fuck that thing uh, You know generates. what? That's that's a perfect size for her to watch. Joker stream over on Twitch. Joker is checking in. What's up, brother? Uh, Joker said he's had a crazy long day. Yo, man, I, I'm with you, dude. I must say that personally, um, my back for the last three days has decided to be my mortal friggin' enemy. My back has been murdering me like i was just fred flintstone himself breaking rocks in the quarry just to make a buck um so so i you'll probably notice anyone who pays attention to the video version i'm sitting a little bit lower in the uh in the fortress over here in weehawken but uh the way it should be i, well, I should fucking be above you at all times <laughs> i mean you know if that's what it takes charlie to get you through your day then uh, I'm totally okay with it. Um, but I will say, look, speaking for myself personally, even a superhero like me gotta realize, oh, Ellis as well is checking in. What is up, Don't Ellis? read this! Don't support oh, I'm this gonna shenanigans! Do I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do it, man. Ellis is a, a commenter numero uno. So, you know, that's that's just how it is. Sometimes. I mean, Joker's got some, some stuff to say also, just because those shoulders be carrying the podcast. You know what, Joker? That is right, man. Just like when I'm playing Fortnite, I got to carry my little brother through the match. That's what love does. Um, but that all being said, Charlie, what a lie. Oof, what a lie that is. Oh, one day, just look at the statistics and your eyes are going to go across. Um, but I will say this. It's not the only victory in the video game world uh, to have happened. Because once again, if I'm not mistaken, Charlie, this might be the third week ongoing absolutely undefeated above even the rivera brothers it's none other than the super mario brothers that is right luigi mario and mario mario have once again carried the box office beating out uh the pope's exorcist beating out uh dracula and and renfield beating out michael jordan uh even beating out john wick if you can believe this said hey get out of my face to Unbelievable. be fair they had that that fucking superstar and they doubled in size if it was a fair fight 
or if John Wick had a pencil, we would be a-okay. Frankly, John, if Princess Peach was fighting on John Wick's side, um, then I would probably have to say that it went a little different. Um, just really quickly, Charlie, before you uh, before you uh, uh, take over. Um, honestly, I was surprised, man. I was surprised. First, is it first, because mostly, the trailer looked shitty? Because it did. Uh, look, we, the trailer we, wasn't good. We're absolutely going to have a breakdown trailer review episode, a hundred percent. Honestly, it's not just us that are having these trailer. Uh, Can we watch all the trailers I skip? I mean, if we flip them uh, backwards and like cut out the I'll audio every once I'll in a while, that shit. we probably can get away with it. But no, Charlie, I'll, I'll be frank. I mean, when this movie, even when I knew it was coming down the road, when it was just like one uh, a comical controversy after another, even at that point, I was I, I, I was looking at the computer screen and talking to myself. Really, really, this is what we're getting jammed up about now. Really, well, I have to go to. I have to have words with one of my comedic icons, John Leguizamo, who I never like to disagree with. Um, like this is really that we are talking about. That's right, Brian Ferguson also checking in. All trailers are shit. Uh, Brian, you know Charlie has very much adapted that policy lately as well for some trailers. Charlie's still not quite that racist. Um, but yeah, Charlie, what were we gonna say? I mean, look, you know the the. Super Mario, this, I didn't realize, I still, I'm not sure why, but I certainly didn't realize that he was such a, a controversial character, but, but, uh, go ahead, launch into what you were going to say. Well, I think, I think right out the gate, we have to acknowledge the elephant in the room. This film did something amazingly inclusive. It had a cartoon character voice another cartoon character, because Mario is clearly played by Linda Belcher. Uh, that is a thought that permeated my mind from the time I saw the is teaser. Really? Wow, wow. Through the end credits. That's not Chris Pratt. That is clearly Linda Belcher from Bob's Burger helping their family with their money check. That's a first. John, That's a first. There are there are very few moments in my life where I have like a moment of feeling uncomfortable and have to drop one of our business cards to a person at a movie theater. I don't ever do it except for Super Mario Brothers. Because that theater was jam-packed with children and mothers. And I was like, ah, I co-host a podcast. This is for a review. I'm Charlie, not a creep coming alone. I went to this movie, child-free, in the middle of Manhattan. I, I honestly, I really wasn't that comfortable. It's a beautiful theater. Um, seats that were reclined. The popcorn is very good. But I was looking over my shoulder half the time for Chris Hansen. I'm like, I am going down for a crime I did not commit. This is a children's movie. Let that be said first and foremost because we are about to review it like it's Shakespeare 2 Electric Boogaloo. Uh, but me, that's a potential that's, predator. That that's uh that is what you folks have signed in for. So make your apologies. You know what are you gonna do? Um, I do right... like that people went with children's shields. My boy Brian going in with his nephew. Like I brought smart. my nephew. That's We're smart, here together. Man. I would have snatched the kid up off of, off the, the streets of Manhattan had that not been a larger crime than the one that I was you know trying to uh, convince everybody that I wasn't. Uh, wasn't going to commit right there. But I, I do got to say this, Charlie. And uh, again, this is this is a, a, a children's movie. And very often... Unapologetically. Well, a well the thing movie. is, like, you know how how 
Um, and I'm going to lose half the audience here, but it's okay. Um, you know how cat owners, when they're talking about cats in the highest, the highest level of, uh, of uh, a compliment that they can give their cat is that they say, well, he's like a dog. Then get a dog, right? So, so in that same vein, the best compliment that a children's movie can can, can receive is like, <laughs> the kids will love it, and the parents will like it too. You're like, all right, well, either it's for one or the other, but if you have to throw in, the parents are going. The kids yeah. aren't going to roll up on their own. The parents are going to go. But this is that rare case where, um, you know, it, it definitely was true. I can't speak to the imaginary child that I did not have with me. But uh, I saw there were a couple little, you know, little knee knee dusters that were just cracking up along with me. I'm like, ah, you saw that? Hilarious. Um, so I yeah, just you imagine had the same... a bunch of little tykes cars like parked <laughs> in the parking lot, like it was a fucking fast beer. Like there's or, four in each spot, and there's like they're rolled up on big wheels too, like smoking outside the theater. How long is this thing supposed to be? I gotta get to the bar. My old lady is breaking my chops. Um, you, you know what what I love about <laughs> what I loved about this flick ultimately was I, I think I'm I'm disagreeing a little bit with, with you and Brian. I do not feel like this was a movie for anyone other than kids. So for me, I was able to set my mind like I'm immature as shit anyway. Yeah. So it, all you had to do for me was like vaguely be like the games that I vaguely know, because I'm not much of a of an NES guy. Like I know my Luigi is John Leguizamo. The fact that Charlie day was the second was like, all right, I'm allowed to like both Luigi's for me though. The best part about this movie was it didn't try to be up. Like there was no secret secondary. It wasn't that brothers shouldn't fight. It wasn't that all you need is friendship. This shit was literally like the star make powerful donkey, Seth Rogen, every actor, played themselves basically holding a controller seth rogan didn't play donkey kong seth rogan was animated as donkey kong but played seth rogan well like and i love that let me let me let me ask you this because i i very much disagree with you um the 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 actors the voice acting cast was outstanding i think we both agree on that but let me ask you because you did kind of jump ahead you, you, uh, I'm getting the impression that you enjoyed the flick, yes? I was one of those, like, dribbling little kids, kicking my feet, just having a hell of Very a time. Good. You're just kicking the seat in front of you, throwing your popcorn all over the floor, and telling the flight attendant that she's got to clean it up. Oh, no, I'm sorry, that was a douchebag, terrible pitcher's wife, and her crappy kids. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, again, before we get too deep in it, I very much also, as well as, enjoyed this flick. Um, but you know what though, again, I don't know if it's because, yeah, we're granted very much, uh, immature individuals. Um, I seriously had the kid, I'm like, the, the thought, these kids better not talk to this. Here I am. I mean, it's a kid movie, John. Like, you, they have precedence over you. Nope, you that's know not how, how I, I was wanna, in the theater, bro. You know how I always want to get into a fight in a theater because there's like an annoying tween or teenager just ruining my fun? I imagine you doing that same thing with like a six-year-old. Be like, you shut the fuck up! No, I paid no. eighteen dollars for this so ticket. I will anyone, tear your head off. Anyone who has not had the privilege of sitting down next to Charlie, uh, for a flick of any level of excitement that he might have going into it, you'll see him. He shows up to the theater, 
gets the the popcorn deal, sits down, gets good uh. tickets, like all super duper excited. Smile, nothing but ear to ear. Charlie smiles the second, and saying the second might be a little bit uh, uh, an exaggeration because it's truly the nanosecond, the nanosecond that Charlie hears an utter peep from any individual other than myself because he knows his role. He hears a peep from somebody. Charlie goes from Charlie Day to Ice Cube. The 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 eyebrows furrow in the middle. It's like oh, they're so like they, they touch, but not like they naturally touch. Like the uh, the uh, the unofficial touching. He's just looking around. He's like, I'm gonna have to drag this. Charlie, the kid is six. He told mom he gotta make a duty. Take it easy. Charlie is immediately furious when he hears a peep. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I had the thoughts, bro, the, the little dirty thoughts, um, but like, maybe I could throw this kid a beating. No, 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 be cool, John, be cool. You are the trespasser. No, I, I, I really enjoyed the movie. Again, it's not Shakespeare. I throw that around here or there. It's superpower uh, it is it that it's not Shakespeare. Fun. It was, Charlie, it was a, it was a, a Mario game. If yeah, you take well... the, if you took the plot of that flick and just jotted it down in pencil and paper, and said, here's the new game for fucking uh, PS92. Um, or like Xbox decides to renumber and rename things. It would time. absolutely be on a Nintendo system. Why are you going off-brand nah, for, bro, because for na- the new cross, Mario? Na- nowadays, cross-play is everything, dude. It's, it's Fair everything. enough. John, um, let me argue with it that, it could too. have been a game. It could have been a game. Let me argue with, with that, because I don't disagree wrong that most of it could be a game. Brian brings up a great point. He says the extent of references to every Mario game tells me that they intended it for adults, too. Of course. And I don't disagree the that kids there aren't going to pay for the movie themselves. They're just going to see yeah. it. The, 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 one of the things, two of the things I loved about this movie, right out the gate, everyone looked exactly like they were supposed to. They just animated the shit that exists. Compare it to Sonic the Hedgehog, where they originally tried to make him like a weird squirrel monster, yeah, and then kind of made him look like the game. But he looked he like, still a, like looked... a chupacabra in the first uh, iteration. I'm like, oh no, but even, don't make but him even a goat that, sucker. Even that second iteration, though, he doesn't. He looks like a live action Sonic. It's not a. It's a mixed, blended. It's CG and it's live action. So whatever. Right, right, but right. But Mario the, the was Roger distinctly. Mario was distinctly Mario, and I would agree that for six eighths of the film, it could have been a game. It was a nice, easy to digest, did very you, basic story. John, did you though, just say for six eighths. Correct. You're a monster. Because because for two eighths. You're a Koopa. Of that film. You're a Koopa. They did the movie I was expecting. Which was the reimagining, which was Mario and Luigi quit their fucking plumbing job to go into business for themselves. And the guy at the pizza store, oh my god, he's voiced by the real Mario. He does the jump. Let's go. And then he fucking, the family are like breaking Mario's balls. And simple Jack Luigi, aka Charlie, is there just enjoying his fucking pasta. No one's breaking my balls for throwing my life away. Pursuing some dream. It would be like if we put a bunch of money into a fucking podcast and like none of our friends and family fucking supported us. Minus the people that are listening live no one would bring my balls about it but poor mario can't enjoy a meal motherfucker can't wash his glove covered hands before his mom dad uncle cousin fucking simon every fucking one in the neighborhood is like you made the mistake and then the movie is like fuck uh that's enough of that 
Let's do the thing where it's so just Mario. I I, I, I have to hit it. your I have to hit your pause button. Are you saying that that wouldn't be the setup of a game? Because you're wrong. A hundred percent. I would pre-order that game right now, even if it didn't allow me any kind of like extra skin or some kind of like a super weapon or whatever. Cousin Paul checking in. Paul, I hope you're feeling better, man. I don't know if we mentioned it here. Cousin Paul uh, had a terrible crash em up. Uh, we do hope you're feeling better, but I think we might have gotten some good news for Paul on the uh, Fantastic Four front. Uh, Paul chipping in. I guess it's better. He better march over to the theater and watch the flick. Charlie's enthusiasm is rubbing off. Yeah, it can tend to do that. Um, definitely check it out, Paul. It's a, it's a it's just bottom line. It's a it's a fun movie. But to get back before we run away, uh, as we tend to do, uh, I agree with Brian as well. It was Easter egg tastic. Matter of fact. I almost feel like they should have opened up rather than a few days before on Easter itself because there were so many Easter eggs. Even the damn bunny wouldn't be like, yo, what happened? It's, a, it's craziness. Um, here's the thing, though, and I, I, I'll i relate it back to <clears throat> another movie that we both enjoyed, the Dungeons and da- Dragons flick. Yes. Where And, and the, the reason I'm, I'm connecting the two is because a deep, deep fan of either the the Nintendo Mario verse, which uh, I'm not really huge either. You know, like I played the pixelated. Back in my day, uh, Mario looked like a fucking splotch on the page. Um, or the D and D heavy heavy fans, which we know there's a ton of. There were a bunch of Easter eggs that I only caught one or two of in both D and D and the Mario flick. Um, that deeper, heavier fans, they would have been gobbling up like it was free day at the fucking, um, like at, at the, the, the chocolate egg factory, uh, you know, and, and they were giving the factory away to one lucky kid that found the golden ticket. It was amazing. And as I said, I caught a ton of little Easter eggy type stuff, and that's on a lower level of fandom. Uh, I don't know if you felt the same. There, there were certain things that I spotted, I'm like, I, that's something but I'm not exactly sure what the reference is, but it wasn't required, right? It wasn't like an episode of Mandalorian where you have all this fucking felony required reading. I'm like, okay, they're referencing something there. I don't know exactly what it is, but it does not take me out of the story. That was yeah, the let point me I ask wanted you, to make. I, and I love that about the flick. Let me ask you this, though. Is there, a, is there a word for when something goes from an Easter egg and then hatches into, like, an Easter eagle? Because, like, they just play Mario Kart. It, this, I guess it's a spoiler. And rightfully like, so. Whatever you want out of Mario, I do not know what else they could have done to satisfy someone who loves well, those games. So, so Brian's chirping in again. Uh, I think I got about 90% of the Mario Easter eggs. I, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to propose... When the fucking Easter egg uh, hatches and it becomes a it be, uh, an Easter fucking falcon or whatever, we call it a Ferguson. Done. That next level. Oh, Brian, you've Easter been egg, canonized. He has been canonized. Make it official. Put it in the U.S. comics book. It's a Ferguson. Um, yeah, Done. no, it's 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 absolutely awesome. Now I will say this: they were almost obligated to have at least a a lengthy section of Mario Kart because. Um, they, they, so they one freaking, of the greatest games of all time. They yeah, absolutely, but but in essence, they like the entire concept of a movie uh, was already like b- borrowed from it for non Nintendo 
uh, you know, content. So Wreck-It Ralph really had his way with Mario yeah. Kart before Mario did on the big screen. I thought it looked great, and I did want to go back uh, again, Charlie, before we lose that point. Um, I I did not think that they that they all kind of like um, oh they just were just reading for themselves. Granted, Seth Rogen always sounds like Seth Rogen. He, <laughs> even when he's trying, he can't help it. So I'm like, oh, it's like Seth Rogen. I imagine him wearing a Donkey Kong suit, and that's exactly what I got. But I was totally fun with it. Everybody else, though, sorry, Johnny Legs, including Charlie Day, I sat there thinking, look, I'm not sure about the ethnicity of these digital characters that don't exist in real life, but I'm okay with whoever they cast because there was not a single cast member that i sat back thinking you know who would have been better none there was literally not a single person that i would not have uh that i would not have recast with somebody else maybe charlie um but but my number one absolute top of the pile jack black jack black who is just jack black though like jack we are black bouncing back and forth it. i want to apologize he wasn't, he wasn't just jack black. i want what to apologize about? because i i do think toad who i believe was keegan michael key um yeah, I, thank you um absolutely uh crushed it and was like lost in that performance that motherfucker may have been on mushrooms to play that but back to you for jack black mushrooms though would be canon um, and I, I will say this, the only aspect of Jack Black that was like, like, like fucking, uh, um, like traditional every role type situation, Jack Black is that he sings. Now here's and the issue. Banger of the year. If he is Thor, Thor just added again. If he was singing and he was like just somebody on American Idol or somebody trashish. If he was a um, a little little Dr Pepper, little Pepper, whatever that he's called, like then I would have taken umbrage with it. But Peaches, for anyone who is unaware, Peaches has cracked the top, the Hot 100. This is a banger of all bangers, so much so that I would say confidently, Charlie, the number three cinematic musical numbers not covers musical numbers that were written for the movie that they're in we all die young from rockstar that thing we do from self sale self same fat thing we do and peaches from father muckin super mario brothers those are your top three cinematic songs bangers all of them. Matter of fact, I can't wait to do Peaches at karaoke night. Uh, I can't wait for like the 150 parodies that make me hate the song in two weeks. But it's going to be a hell of a ride for two weeks. <laughs> One thing that Brian's bringing up that I also read that I actually love, I think it was the secret sauce of this film. There was no intention for this Peaches song. What happened was someone in like the production, not the director, not one of the writers, it was like a fucking first AD, was like, Jack Black, you're going to sing, right? And everyone was like, how the fuck is he not going to sing? And he was like, hold my fucking absolutely awesome Bowser jacket that Charlie's <laughs> super jealous of. And he fucking put a ton of work into realizing something that could function oh, in the film. And that's the thing about this flick. I don't want it to seem dismissive. When I say that it is like bare bones, easy to understand, you could have 
pad this script, be like human section, uh, and then we're gonna have yeah. magic mushroom section. They could have easily broken this down into like its base notes is all it needed because everyone clearly went in with a desire to do great work. There, it's been released, so I, I, I feel free to talk about it. Yeah, the movie opens with Charlie Day and fucking Star Lord putting on the voices. There's a, a whole Mar Super Mario Brothers commercial for their plumbing business that is so over the top and Easter eggy and beautiful that the moment it's that Easter happened, eggs Benedict. John, I put my feet up and I went, oh, let's go. Because there was no way just that the life. people who put that scene together, that's like when a John Wick film opens up and he bodies 50 fucking people. Yeah. You're like, well, we, time we to know, enjoy a movie. We know why you guys came. And you know what, Charlie? You do make a very good point there, too. Always uh, do, baby. Not just, it's, it's, it's less often than you think. Um, it, it, it didn't just have the impression like, okay, the, the producers, the writers, the creators of this movie because it's Nintendo with a Nintendo baby and much like our mom Nintendo's got a favorite like it's clearly Mario Ma sure sure but oh buddy oh buddy clearly Mario is top of the pile Ma Mario has been in more freaking games than Katniss uh Mario is in all the Mario games he's in what the, a the specific the that's how I do it um, he, he, the racing games. I mean, Mario is even in Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Mario works, all right. Mario gets shit from his wife. Princess Peach's like, oh, you're never home for dinner. Hey, I'm home for work. And what do you want? You thinking this castle is a free? Mario works. He gets around. Um, but you know what though? I, I do want to say we were talking about this very, very briefly at the start of the show, but we talked about it a lot. When it first, first happened, and, and we were just talking about it recently again because I had to get into it on social media. Um, the 1993 Super Mario's Brother, uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. Charlie, I understand that you enjoy cult it. Cult classic. I, let's slow it down it's a little terrible. bit. It's terrible. I understand classic. that you very much enjoy it, and there are plenty of things that I absolutely enjoy that are terrible and bad for me. There are plenty of people that fall into that category, too. But I realize mm, they they do suck. Like it's important that we acknowledge it as we're like scarfing down, uh, like like scraping the bottom of the fucking you know of of the the jar to get every last let's drop a speculative spread. You're like this is really bad for me. Nom, 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 nom. Like it's okay. So um the the most recent one. Forget about Chris Pratt. Let's for some reason there's more hate on Chris Pratt than on than on the um. What's his face with the with the hair and the flaming shirts? Guy Fieri. Chris Pratt is the acting Guy Fieri. Everybody like, oh, I hate him. Why? Why do you hate him? Like, why? Because, because, because his religion. There, something. There's a name for that. That it ain't cool, he, man. It ain't he cool, broke up bro. With Anna Ferris. That's you why. know what? So did I, guys. I hate to be the one, the bearer of bad news. Wait, Me and Anna, we then? broke up a couple of weeks ago. Um. But but yeah, so then Johnny Legs jumped on it. So, so we put we put Chris Pratt in our back, uh, in our in a, like in the rear view, and then Johnny Leguizamo, who plays Luigi. For anyone who's somehow, if you're living on the rock, you don't know that he played Luigi. Um, his Puerto Rican and Colombian self played Luigi, who have, um, 
it's, it's Italian, I think. And th- that last version was very much live action. Um, and uh, <clears throat> he came out and said, oh, no, there's there's not enough, uh, you know, there, there's, n- there's no representation, no Latin. And then <laughs> here's poor, you know, here's here's my poor girl fucking, uh, uh, what, what the hell is her name again? Um, uh, come on, Charlie. Uh, Anna Taylor-Joy. Anna Taylor-Joy. So she's here. Anna Taylor-Joy plays Princess Peach, the 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 action hero, Princess Peach, because it was Luigi who had to get saved like a little B.I.H. Um, she's an action hero supreme. She does it awesome. The, the voice acting was great. But you know what, though, John? I hate to tell you. She could have done it in Spanish because she was raised in Buenos Aires. She comes from, uh, she's, she's half Argentinian, half uh, Spain, Spanish. Yeah, granted, she's half English and uh, Irish too, but nobody's perfect. Uh, just kidding. Um, so, like, right away, like, w- all these voices, and it happens on a celebrity level. It happens on a, on a, on a just like a nobody's level like us. Um, people are so anxious to jump on board and have something to say. It's the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's not Shakespeare, Johnny Legs. And you were in a Shakespeare flick and nobody gave you shit about it. And on top of all that, it's animated. Who cares who does the voices? Really? Is that what we're going to line up? And is that the hill that we're going to die on now? I don't think it's stupid. I don't don't think it's fair. I think this hit you at the wrong time in the wrong place. I do agree it's a fuck up, but I will defend Johnny Legs. Even when he's wrong, the way I fucking defend Johnny Arms, which is but what he I call is, you. But, but you admit, Kadoosh. he is wrong. He was yes! wrong this time. So he, he he took up arms, and he charged up San Juan Hill uh, like for something that was pretty, pretty dumb about. So I do again, think it was a big miss, though, for one of the sequences when they're in fucking the real world. They should have animated Bob Hoskins, at least. Like, and maybe they did, maybe it's hidden in the background, but those jumpsuits are at this point iconic to Or, or they could have gone truly, truly old school the way some of us wanted, and they would have gone the the cartoon intro, because my man who looked like Captain Lou Albano, uh, forgive me that I can't remember his name now, um... That was Mario to me, bro. I'm like, hey, I also. But this is clearly the guy. This is the guy that's that what I mean. Mario I mean, was animated after. Here's the thing. There's time to make things right. Let's go ahead and get Super Mario Brothers 2, Luigi's Mansion oh, on coming, the road. Bro. Let's go. And what we could do is we could rectify all of this. Breaking his balls could be Johnny Legs. He can meet Princess Peach. She talks to him in Spanish. We all have a good laugh. Um, the 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 fact of the matter is, John. Um. If this is a sign of things to come, if we can have both, sometimes, John, I want to go to the Olive Garden. I love Italian food, but sometimes I want the Olive Garden. And I feel like Super Mario Brothers wasn't trying to outpunch its weight class. It very, it was very comfortable with its skin. My boy Brian coming through again. Also, clearly they want to make a Nintendo Cinematic Universe. My I'm theory sure. is that Peach is from the universe of another game, like oh. the sister of Samus from Metroid. I love Brian, that. Brian, why great, is Holly Weird not calling you right now? You have a luscious, deep Viking goatee, and yet they <laughs> deny your glorious storytelling. That's a good um, one. That's a good John, one, the, 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 the last thing I'm going to say before I, I kick it yeah, to man, you for take final us home, thoughts, baby. this was one of those movies I sat down in that movie theater 
Uh, they ran out of Sprite. They didn't have fucking Kool-Aid. I, I was, I literally was unable to get a beverage. I had to drink a giant bottle of Aquafina because they're fucking, all their machines were broken. And Aquafina I, is basically soda water. I'm saying, I sat down. Uh, my chair wasn't comfortable. The theater was a little bit too cold. I saw a big scratch on the screen, and I left that theater mm-hmm. high-fiving every little fucking rug rat I saw because I had an absolute fucking Chris Hansen. blast. Chris Hansen, we got another one. <laughs> How dare you? Bring on <laughs> the next one. Damn straight. Yeah, TM, uh, TMNT underscore TTV also joining us over from Twitch. What is up? Thank you for joining us yet again. Uh, we're just talking about our shared enjoyment over the Super Mario Brothers flick or película, as both uh, Johnny Leguizamo and Anna Taylor Joy would say it. Um, yeah, no, absolutely, Charlie. So, so you know, do what you got to do, man. Take us to that next level. Um, you know how to do it. I'm going to jump in the war pipe, and I'm going to go from one amazing thing to another. I do want to remind you guys in the chat, keep hitting us up. We are going to double back uh, right before, or right after, rather, uh, our second segment. So keep chatting away. We're going to get back to you on all fronts. But, John, Word. we're going from glorious movie to glorious movie with a twist. Netflix will never... Oh, shit. <laughs> See, guys, Ignore. there's something in the theatrical world that's called, um, help you little, help your partner out a little bit as he John, sets it, it up. I thought I the will, person that did the first I will go was ahead. To do it. Pretty sure that it was the person taking over, but, but irregardless, if you set, I'll help us out. Um, the bottom <laughs> line is this. Anyone who tells you there was not enough representation is just like George Toy Boy Lucas. That is right. Cover your ears, Ellis, because... Han shot first, baby. Salute. Clinky. That'll help your back. Oh, God. I'm not going to feel it. For sure. Scott Pilgrim is back, baby. Coming to you. Smell the garlic bread now. John, uh, don't eat only garlic bread because it will, in fact, make you fat. Garlic bread makes you fat? (laughs) Scott Pilgrim, the absolute acclaimed uh, graphic novel, turned into another absolute cult classic, is now doing its natural evolution. For years, there was conversation about what to do next with uh, with the boys and girl from Sex Babam and Company. There was talk of a potential sequel picking up with a new story, but they turned back to the man who created it all and they said, What do you want to do? What do you want to do? What should we do? What are we doing? When are we doing it? And he said, Get ready for this shit. <laughs> We're going back to the well in an all new way. We know when they adapt something, one of the big problems is you can't possibly fit all the material. So they're going back to the root. They're going back to the start. Pardon? Oh, Ellis. Oh, Ellis. Ellis, with oh. the worst taste in Hollywood, says unpopular opinion. That movie sucked. I think, Ellis, I will Charlie, smack you in the there mouth. There might be a, another breakup on the horizon. First it was me and Johnny I'm Legs. Now it's going to be Charlie and Ellis. Oh, man. The humanity. I find that, I find that not uh, okay. But, John, <laughs> yes, sir. one of the superpowers of the flick was, of course, it's power 
uh it, it, it's it's powerful powerful soundtrack it's amazing director soundtrack the is amazing no one could the deny amazing material but what also you can't deny is this fucking stellar cast which included <clears throat> michael Sarah as scott mary elizabeth winstead as ramona kieran culkin as wallace wells anna kendrick as stacy pilgrim brie larson as envy adams allison pill as kim pine aubrey plaza as julie powers johnny simmons as young neil mark weber as steven stills ellen wong as knife chow so chris evans brandon ralph jason schwartzman may williams as the evil exes john brian o'malley the creator of scott pilgrim has pulled his family back in from the live theatrical version for this new Netflix series that's, that's going to adapt that is the graphics amazing amazing in that they full. that they pulled that like that really giant talent pool now here's the thing and i was thinking about it because this this flew under the the john radar uh thank thankfully i had charlie to nerd it right back up to the level it needs to be um it, and it occurred to me after i gave it some thinks uh, Charlie, the fact that it's an animated, uh, um, an animated, uh, fe- you know, not a feature, but like an animated project, it means that you can far more easily work around people's schedules because scenes that even occur together do not have to be recorded together. I mean, Hank Azaria taught me that. Um, also as well as you can be canceled for some shit that's not even your fault. Um, but yeah, so, so, it, you know, once, once that occurred to me, I realized, you know what, this this might be uh, the the best way to to move forward uh, with with projects like this because if you liked the comics and if you liked the flick or even if you thought, thought it was okay um, you'll know that there's a ton of story that didn't make it through right the the the, the finer details um, and again let's like they call it a graphic novel it is it's very, very aptly, uh, aptly titled in that way because there are certain things. I did it in the reverse. I saw the flick first, then uh, read it, and um, which is not usually my way. And as I was reading them, I instantly I'm like, oh, that would have been cool. Oh, this would have been neat. Uh, and I really, very much enjoyed the movie. Obviously, uh, I more than enjoyed the comic. So uh, let me ask you, Charlie, for for an adaptation in that vein, where yeah, they're going back to the well. They're going back to reference that source material, but just in a different animated, uh, you know, uh, visual medium. Was there anything specifically from uh, from the books that you were were lacking when you got that live ap- uh, adaptation? You know, I I because I I read the classic black and white graphics uh, long before. Uh, I I think I heard the movie was on the horizon. Uh-huh. And that's what sprung me. Motivated to, you to uh Yeah, I was like the fu- from from the guy who brought you Shaun of the Dead. I was like it's a cartoon. You fucking had me at from. Yeah. Uh so when I read it, you look at some shit and you're like, Well that's unfilmable. That's unfilmable. They're gonna streamline this. And then I saw it and I'm like, Michael Sarah's kicking fucking everybody's ass and pulled a magic love sword from his chest. The main thing for As me he's apt to do. The main thing for me is the ending didn't exist until after the movie right right right. and then it was different so i start this journey right before the finish line they're like we adapted it bang bang here's an ending that you love but like doesn't take like i loved it but it did feel wrong the theatrical ending Uh then i get the graphic and i'm like this is the right 
ending. Oh, like, interesting, interesting. I, okay. I can tell that this is the 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 graphics ending was superior. So mm. just the fact that our finish line is going to be different, yeah. not to mention we could get seven seasons. There's so much material that you can it's even rife, further. Man. It's right. And certain things can be played out a little bit longer and stuff like that. Now, I do have to say this. That experience that you're having or that you had uh, with the flick to the to the original content, I'm still praying at night to to the seven and to the new gods and, you know, to the first men that I'm going to have that same experience with George R. R. Martin. If he ever finishes those last two books, I'm like, please, man, do me right because they wasted my time over here. On uh, on uh, HBO now. You, you, you bring up you bring up two good points though. I, I tend um, to do that. That's true. No, and and they were somewhat concurrent and kind of fit together uh, in my opinion. I'm surprised. We as and I love Game of Thrones, right? But what happens with any of these series, much like what happened to Scott Pilgrim, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is a star, but like Chris Evans is on a different, he's on a different stratosphere. Yeah. He's like nearing top talent he's like Mary, not a mew is a moon let's not let's go crazy and call her a star all right fair um but what this allows like you said this allows us to get the band back together when you look at game of thrones game of thrones wrapped up earlier than hbo would have paid because you start having stars that yep. deserve what they deserve however by virtue of it being, uh, in this case, an anime very specifically, which elicits a certain visual, a certain style, a certain openness for kind of crazy action. I can't help but wonder if we lived in a world where Game of Thrones was animated, would we still have Cal Drago running around at this point? Would we have 15 seasons? Well, the ability to sometimes stretch things out yeah. Versus having a kind of limited time period. If you're a fan, you can't help but be excited by the notion of if it's good, especially it running for as long as it needs to to tell the story. Well, yeah, but that that that's the operative word. As it needs to run as long as it as it needs to to accomplish that that given goal. Because there's plenty of there's plenty of properties out there that ran far longer than they should have you know when we look back on it when they say hindsight is 2020 um and granted scott pilgrim has a specific uh window uh, of, of time that's required to get it all out there but it's not unlimited it's not one of those yeah. let it let it run forever and now we're, we're watching the stories of the little pilgrimettes and his kids and you know canadian antics and, and all that jazz um, so, so yeah, I absolutely would agree with you. Matter of fact, to that point, um, there is some hubbub now because you talk about, well, let me ask you this. When did that flick come out? Do you know it off the top of your head? I don't know off the top of my head, but it was probably right. like 15 years ago. All right. So 15 years, that's fine. So, so the immediate question would be like you, whether, regardless of the format, it's a reboot. Right, it's a reboot. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Was it live action and now it's animated? Uh, an anime, literally. Uh, absolutely. Does that make it not a reboot? A reboot? No, no, no. It's still a reboot. Um, Harry Potter. What? Whenever the fuck Harry Potter just wrapped up and people are getting all kinds of uh, up in arms and just waving their goofy wands around like, oh, you can't reboot it. Blah blah blah. You can reboot it, and they are. And 
I'm here to say it's better for it because look, we've had this conversation before. Interesting. We're gonna have it again. I would have Cer- lost this bet. It's not all. It's not all properties that need to run, like run and run and run and run. I would argue originally, again, another children's property. Harry Potter was written for children. Granted, she did something very neat that even Stephen King acknowledged as like a very cool thing. She wrote that first Harry Potter book for a certain group of kids. Now, as those kids were loyal and incredible fans and do what kids do, they got older. So what she did was she didn't keep on spitting out the same of the same level of content she said all right i'm going to write for this same group of kids so as that as that series progressed her writing became more and more sophisticated so that by the time the last story came out it was in essence for young adults if not adults granted there were senior citizens reading at that point which is fine look whatever floats your boat again to use a charlieism i'm not going to yuck your yum enjoy it um, I personally couldn't really get into the books because I'm like, no, this is for fucking kids. You're like, I'm, I'm an adult. I'm pretentious. Um, so I was like, I'll just wait for the books, or for the movies rather. And unlike Charlie, I enjoyed the movies just fine. I like fantasy. I like all that like goofy Latin stuff. It's fine. All the uh, tremendous talent, like as far as the adults especially. Uh, a good dragon never hurt nobody. Um, so I had no problem with it. I do know, however, that Thalo was there was so much meat on the bone that the movie could not possibly get to. So Charlie, each if you if you're not quite as uh, uh, knowledgeable, uh, which you shouldn't be really, let's be honest. Each one of those books was a school year, a school year, and in essence, they kind of like took the summers off. In England, the summers are you get what you get, uh, and then they went back for the for school the next uh, the next year, and boom, there's another book another book's worth of events that occurred you probably noticed like it was winter right about the middle of every one of those movies and that is completely accurate to uh, to the stories now what they're going to be doing in this series is every book is a season of television on hbo and we all know that hbo does not spare any expense so the thing that you hear like oh well what if the what if the um uh, what if the like the 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 value like the what I'm, I don't know the third the term is I'm thinking of but production value thank you uh, thank you myself uh, what if the production value isn't there like it's a movie they 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 had million dollar plus episodes of Game of Thrones you think that they're gonna sh- save an, uh, a couple of shekels on friggin Harry Potter no they're going to be faithful far more faithful to the books than the individual movies were so something Maybe. like that. I think no, definitely Charlie. H, sh- tell me an epi- an HBO series that has penny pinched. Name one. They don't exist. We're not, we're they not don't, talking don't about exist. the same thing. I was saying them being accurate to the books. We don't know that Harry but Potter why, could wind up being a non-binary be? Asian person. That's like, fine, is... but it's still the story that they're telling. Like the 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 caricatures, sure. like the color of you their don't hair, think... has nothing to do with the story do in you... Harry Potter. How would you feel if they rebooted Star Wars? How are they going to reboot it? Just back from the top. But but we're, in what we're format? redoing Episode One, uh-huh. the TV series. Fine, great, great. So great. you're unique that way because, for me. The 
I don't have a dog in the Harry Potter fight. Right, I don't right, right. Care. I know that. If they redid, if they did Scott Pilgrim, the TV, the cart, the anime, with a whole new cast, <laughs> I would still be excited. Sub Sarge, the, the, the Sarge, Sarge once again, the Sarge, has an alarm. Sarge is tapped in to the secret state. He gets text. On his phone. See, that's why he doesn't use an iPhone. He knows, like, yo, Sarge, jump in there, bro. They're, they're, Charlie's about to malign Harry Potter. And Sarge's like, oh, get out of my way, suckers. I got something to say. What's up, Sarge? I, I, I just, I can't help but, I know for me, I would, after only getting, oh, Ellis, that's a contender for line of the night. I love Ellis. We'll get, we'll get to that in a second. Well, um, yeah, 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 hit us up. The, the, so Scott Pilgrim was one set of books that got adapted into a film, now getting adapted into an anime. In the event that this cast was totally different, part of me would always miss the voices that I now hear in my ear. It's it's okay. the, the same way that like I can watch a new Batman. Yeah. Even though in my head when I read a Batman comic the, you know, there's only one guy who's Batman for, for me. Conroy, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think so even when the I hear... actors that play Batman yeah. hear Kevin Conroy in the head. Yeah, when they're like reading the script. <laughs> um, I, I, think, I think what it comes down to is optimal joy. There's more Harry Potter shit that has yet to be adapted into live action. Why not that first? Why not Old well, Man Potter but, based but, on the the shows? But they're not. You know? But they're but they're not. Uh, they're they're not mutually exclusive. So do your shows and look. I got news for you. The way science works, that cast is gonna get older too. So you know though, if you can keep them on for an even longer period of time, you get like some kind of a monster Marvel esque <laughs> fifteen twenty year commitment. Uh, then then yeah, then then go ahead and do it. Ellis is literally about to get. Uh, taken off of the map by the Sarge. John, um, let me ask you. Let me ask you this though, dude. But no, are that, you that, really? But but, but 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 yeah, no. Like acknowledge that point. Like why not say okay? So so um, Harry oh, Potter and the Cursed Child, which is the the currently running on broad on Broadway, uh, is like six hour long. No exaggeration. Like six hours worth of theater that they broke up into two. So if you go there, that is dead ass. You're walking out of the walking in the New York streets dead ass if you stay for the whole thing. Most people break it up into two different days. But um, if that was the culmination of a, a seven a seven year TV run and it wrapped up with that, what's wrong with that, man? Plenty of shows have ran for more than eight seasons. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Do you really think that that? I'll direct this to the Sarge because he's he's in <laughs> Is Sarge really looking forward to season three of Harry Potter on HBO when Harry's like, fuck out of kiss when he's going through voice changes yes, and he's covered he in pimples yeah. and fucking Hermione's boob job is crooked. There is such who, potential who for other chaos. Who are playing these characters in your mind, dude? I imagine Harry Monsters. Potter is, is going to be seven. Hermione's going to be 32. And uh, and Ron is going to be played by you. Um, now, I, I would I would argue that filming a single season of TV is probably the same time commitment on your personal character as a as a feature film is, considering the way that they go about it. Look, those production schedules 
They that bang seems out. made up. Well, no, it's that, not. There's and no the, way a season of television takes as long as a movie. It's not, and I'll tell you the reason why. Because on the TV production side, they have far more units. Like, you know when you're watching a movie credits and you're yeah. waiting like, oh, what's the after credits? What's the mid credits going to look like? All that stuff that screams by on the screen, they say, oh, first unit uh, director, second unit director. On a TV series like Game of Thrones, for example, Charlie, they had five, six seven shooting units at the same time but why because were all of those actors because bitching? hold on a second because they were literally on different continents at certain times the reason why some of those actors were bitching charlie is really simple because game of thrones made them right they were literally shooting commercials and yeah. making goofy harry pit movies uh like pr prior to that and now all of a sudden like oh i can do this i can do that i got news for you basically none of them including B peter dinklage have done dick since then e even fucking even john snow was like yeah i'm gonna be a movie uh i'm gonna be in marvel like psych no you're not take your black sword and get the fuck out of here uh, just so, real so quick it can go quickly bro it can go quick yeah speaking but of going it, quickly take it I, back take it I, back I just... to a Take it back to the to the subject matter, fucking Scott Pilgrim. Because sure, but just I do if think they it's, went on and on, you wouldn't connected. like it. Um, no, no, because I'm a piece of shit. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a garbage person. And just real quick, uh, HBO. If you need like a background chubby guy to just be in every season of Harry Potter, you don't have to give me a raise. Just start me at whatever fucking sag minimum is, and I'll stay. I'll move to London. I don't give a fuck. I got long hair. You want it short? Let's talk. I'm just saying, someone fucking if give Johnny, me a job. If John Leguizamo had its way, you know, uh, uh fucking what's his face, uh, what's his Dumbledore name, Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff or not Dumbledore, but uh, the guy, the, the one from the movie just recently passed away. Clearly, we oh. are huge Harry Potter uh, guys over here. The one who's like, you're a wizard, Harry. That's 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 Charlie. I want that character that not to be audition. from the Bronx, and he's got to go get Harry from like. You know, from like PS 172, he's like, meet a, a Harry, you are a wizard, bro. Come on, man. You don't know what you're doing? Let's go. Let's go. Oh. Let's jump in the yellow cab and get our ass to Hogwarts, son. Carajo. Viva la raza. First and first, mostly, if you think that's a bad <laughs> idea, you don't fucking know me. Uh, I personally, I hope we get I, I hope we get 13 seasons and a movie right out of Scott so. Pilgrim. I'm so excited. I do think this is... What those upset Harry Potter fans, they were kind of hoping for some version of this. Luckily, I don't give a fuck about Harry Potter, and I very much care about Scott Pilgrim. You're going to so watch hopefully, it, dude. You're going to watch hopefully it. You know why? Hopefully, we'll be Harry Potter. Oh, you'll yeah. make me because of the show? We're going to be talking about it on the show. Fun fact. You know something about that. that. I didn't watch all the Lord of the Rings show, because once it was really bad, I was like, we're definitely not doubling back to this shit. It and then one bad. day, you bad. made it seem like that was going to be your topic. Be like, the finale wrapped up, and I was like, fuck, fuck. The idea of watching, like, nine hours of a show I didn't like. Yeah, it's Charlie. I got to call that sick again. Oh, yeah, John, be like, John did a thing you didn't watch? Yay, we picked a subject I didn't watch. There have been a couple times where I've been really late to pre-show because I'm watching the last fucking two minutes fucking of Charlie, shit. man. Ellis, back in my good graces because he says, <laughs> I'm a man. John, you Charlie. know what's fucking great about Dark Days? Sometimes when you're having the fucking worst day on earth, you're just you just you're depressed for no fucking reason. Your back hurts. Your brother's annoying you because he oh, just man. fucking he's right so I know often. That shit. 
but like the two times he's wrong, it like just ruins your week. Then Netflix is like, hey, remember us? We're Netflix. You pay too much for me. At least your brother does. Uh, here's a Scott Pilgrim series. I'm thrilled. Uh, I, I, I'm just so genuinely over the moon. Yeah, I can't man, I'm wait to talk too. about it. This is one of those things that even if it's bad, it'll be fucking good enough for me because I can always pop in the fucking DVD. It, it, it'll exist. It'll exist. Exactly. John, any Charlie, final thoughts? Are you happy with uh, my conclusion that more I'm, Scott Pilgrim is good? I'm, I'm happy about it because, look, the, uh, for, like my final thought is a slight addendum to Charlie's policy. Um, if something is good, if I'm still at the point where I enjoy that thing, yeah, fuck yeah, give me more. You want to give me different variations, different flavors, shape it, wrap it up a little bit different, different package, whatever the case might be, I am all for it. If it's trash repackaging it is only going to make it look like different shinier trash but if i like it i'm there so i'm off give me more scott pilgrim give me more harry potter give me more whatever the hell i love it i love it john word what's fucking great is we are buying what they're selling right now uh so we don't have to try to sell absolute fucking garbage <laughs> because unlike other podcasts you sell for any other random brand that's willing to pay we are sophisticated because today we are once again brought to you one of our absolute favorite bands bad mary you heard them during the intro you're gonna hear them again at the end of the show if you're wondering where else you can catch their act you can follow them over at bad mary band across all social media platforms you can support them over on patreon.com forward slash bad mary band you can stay up to date at badmary.com for merch and upcoming performances including their tour of japan but my favorite part john their entire discography is available on all music streaming services even the ones that don't exist yet Damn, damn straight. But that still leaves the question, and is the million-dollar question, where are we dropping? The answer is with Sergeant Finesse. You can currently find him gaming for a little while longer over on Facebook as indeed a partner, but he is spending more and more time on Kick.com, which is a dope, relatively new streaming service. Multiple streams every day, outstanding video game content, supporter games, co-streams, giveaways, contests. Don't be a sucker. Check him out today, because when the sergeant's on deck, ah, uh, you salute. And when he joins us in the chat, you double salute. GG, son. Charlie. Let's double back to the people. For those of you that oh, dropped okay. a comment that we didn't talk about yet, let's pull out some highlights or some things I want to double back and talk a little oh, bit yeah. about. I, ho I hope you were taking, uh, taking notes. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Going back to our boy, Brian. Uh, lots of great comments coming over on Facebook, but Twitch fighting back. And of course, YouTube always has some great people joining us. Brian said that all trailers are shit. John, I skipped so many trailers that it's been a long time since I've seen a contextless trailer. Yeah, but, but Super Mario Brothers, I didn't, I wasn't impressed by that trailer when I originally saw it. Because again, if I'm not interested in a movie, I'll watch all the commercials you try to sell. Are we still in an era of... I felt like for a little while, trailers over-promised and under-deliver. The old formula is all the best bits are in the trailer because they're trying to get your butt in the seat. Yeah. Has that changed? Like, what what is it about some of these trailers that just don't move my needle at all? Is it just because I, like, am suspicious of them now? What do you think as a trailer watcher? Yeah, no, totally. Because you look at things, and I don't mean this with any disrespect, you look at most things through an emotional eye. So in the trailer sense, you've been hurt before, and you're just protecting your little delicate little heart. Uh, I don't want to be hurt again, and that that it's logical. But Charlie, 
It ain't brave, man. You gotta be brave in this world. You're like, show me what you got. And you rip it off. Not if you're wearing a dope Ranger sweater like this. Woo! Up one nothing. Take that, devils. Um, no, you gotta be brave about stuff. That's the way I look at it. Um, every once in a while, there'll be a moment where you're like, hey, something in the trailer that I didn't see. Or, hey, this trailer made me think X, Y, and Z, but it didn't. That's, that's capitalism, baby. You lay your hard-earned buck down on the table, and you say... Give me what you're selling, and then you just take it. Buyer beware. I have no problem with it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think I think a lot of people are sharing your sentiment. I hate the part of the trailer that tells you what it's a trailer for. <laughs> I don't think that's the problem with trailers, Ellis. <clears throat> the best part of trailers that. is the Optimus Prime voice. In a world I where th- now you're about to get the plot of this movie, don't have to watch it. That that world is gone, Optimus doesn't exist anymore. Is it fucked up that I think that's what I miss? I think I miss, like, the huh. old standard format was, like, the years 2085 and parasites run the motion. Trailers, like, uh, it's just trailers awesome. used to serve as a function of, like, we were sitting there, you see a trailer, it wraps up and you elbow the person next to you, that looks good. You elbow the person next to you, that looks like crap. In essence, you're deciding. They're saying, look, these four movies are also as well as coming out. And in essence, you decide in that moment whether you're going to see it or not. That was what trailers were because they didn't all, every fucking movie didn't come from established IP. Now in 2023, if it doesn't come from established IP, you may as well throw it in the fucking garbage. Like it's going to go straight to streaming. Straight to streaming is the equivalent of what we used to say. It went straight to DVD. Right? Yeah. So, like, now you know like the Surf fucking... Ninjas? Exactly, like Surf Ninjas and <laughs> Surf Ninjas 3. They um, fucking tried to sell me. I tried to watch Ninja Turtles 2 and that Surf Ninjas trailer every uh, fucking time. And you uh, you never knew where the remote was. So like, God damn, I gotta watch the Surf Ninjas trailer. I know it worked for word. Oh, 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 oh fuck turtles. Surf Ninjas. They were like, they're John, like turtles, but they're kids. We are absolutely gonna have a fucking uh, episode segment dedicated to trailers gotta be because there I, I, there I just, are there are very good trailers out there they really are we're just gonna the roll Smith, the dice clerks three yeah. trailer was uh was like in a different way like almost just as good as the fucking flick or i think and again we'll talk about in a future segment we'll talk about like favorites best etc etc but yeah. i remember the first time little kid me saw the fucking trailer for the crow like, you talk about setting the mood for some shit you have no context for. Right, I right. I my britches. But that, uh, that proves my point. You didn't know The Crow. Yeah. You weren't sitting there reading Crow comics like, Oh, God, Eric Draven, all oh, life is unfair. You didn't know The Crow. You didn't even know Brandon fucking Lee. So a trailer was your gateway drug to that content. When I like, I'm going to see that shit. I don't know what it's about. Yeah. I'm going to see it. And that's what Fuck trailers yeah. really should do, but they're almost unnecessary. A trailer could be like a black screen, just read, basically like Marvel fucking festival and DC days and all these crazy conventions with like, oh, this is the new phase. That could be the trailer nowadays. Two seconds, boom, Ant-Man 17. Okay, not going to see yeah. it. Ant-Man sucks. Like it yeah. doesn't take the decision-making process has now become very short. I like your style. Let's move on to something else, but a little bit Word. similar. Uh, a little while ago, Ellis dropped. We showed it before, but it's worth repeating. Super Mario Brothers is two for two in great movie adaptations. Obviously, uh, Super Ellis, Mario Brothers. A- a- Ellis is like 
Ellis Ellis is like the 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 noid. Basically, like he sees the party happening, he's like, "Oh, everybody's over on this side of the fence." Blank, 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 and just he's he's there. He grabs the pie, he makes it cold. You order the Dr Pepper. He's like, "Here's Dr Pib." Ellis, you, you can't take him so, at face value. So I'm gonna need two pieces of art from Ellis. I'm gonna need him to make himself as the fucking Noid, and I'm gonna need him to make like an official like golden egg with wings coming out of it for the Ferguson because those two pieces oh, of iconography and just have I them going need. like have them going like fucking nose to nose. They're arch enemies! Holy shit! In we just established some where the Noid has finally met his match. The Fuck Easter it. egg has has hatched. Oh, I'm so happy. John, off the top of your head, do you have one of your favorite oh, snappy, terrible nappy. movies? The, the, the Twitch oh! raid is on, Charlie. The Twitch raid is on. And unlike typically, Charlie's not going to yell at the Raiders. Raiders, That's true. welcome I back. Am, I am, Charlie however, has... going to hit the alarm. Only is it, an intruder alert we love. Is it is it wrong that like when I first hear those notes, I think you're launching directly into the Benny Hill theme? I'm like, yay! Half naked women and old men in the underwear gonna run around in like not slow motion but fast motion. I love it. A little yakky like sacks. John, what's one of your favorite terrible movies? Like I fucking love Super Mario Brothers, unironically, mm. uh, but I know it's shit. I love Mortal Kombat. It's terrible, bro. I know it's shit. Do you have a shitty movie that, like, when you think of good, bad movies that pops into your head? No, not really. All the movies like, I like I are only, quality. The fact that like, I like awesome them shit. elevates them from, like, just okay to a great movie. Um, you Like, back before Rotten Tomatoes, it was just me. No, no, no. Um... So, so with the with the sword and sandal uh, movies, especially at their high point in the eighties, uh, like Conan is just a, a good act. Again, Conan isn't. Uh, you maybe heard this before. It's not Shakespeare, right? What? Uh, I know, I know. It's not for nothing, but Shakespeare would have wrote a dope Conan fucking story uh, if Howard did not beat him to it. Um, you know, hundreds of years later. Um, but but Conan, if that's like the high watermark, Charlie, there were so many relatively cheesy versions. Forget about the TV show because a lot of that can't be talked about nowadays. But there was a flick uh, which was in that Conan genre but was very much not Conan. I mean, even Conan the Destroyer is hot trash next to Conan the Barbarian. But to the point where I'm like, no, I don't like this uh, because it is less than. No, I'm going to fucking bust out with Beastmaster. Woo! Beastmaster with the mom. The mom from that 70s show. uh, And uh, a homeboy who, like, I think he fought the guys from V. Um, That is, like, just a great, bad fucking movie. And if it comes on, it won't. But if it just comes on any point of the day or night, it can happen in the middle of the stream. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it till the end. The little ferrets and the panther and the whole shit. I'm going to watch it. Uh, I don't know if at this point it's it's become iconic, but that's how I feel about Critters. Like any of the Critters films that were on yeah. fucking Channel Eleven's movies, all of those, love them. all of those horror movies. You're like the the bottom line, like the plot hole is. I'm just gonna kick that shit halfway across the fucking room. Uh, uh Chucky, get the fuck out of here. Critters, Gremlins. I will throw every Gremlin into the microwave that I, until it's like nothing but green porridge pouring out onto the stove top. I don't give a damn. 
Cousin Paul shouting out Howard the Duck and Ellis agreeing. Uh, that's it Howard for, the for, Duck for this. Tapped Marty McFly's mom like Marty really secretly wanted to. Howard the Duck is a hero just for that. I mean, that costume fucking person is the hero <laughs> because you, uh, John, the good news is today, so far, Twitch has won the day, dropping in just fire comment. Look at you, Twitch. Comment. Look at you. YouTube fighting back. Facebook always putting up a good fight. But specifically, if you follow us on Twitch and you go to our Instagram, US Comics HQ, with proof, just take a snapshot. Not of that we don't you trust following you, but us. we don't. I, I don't. I don't trust you at all. I don't trust you at all. <laughs> We are giving away two, count them, two Clerks Open All Night mini posters Not signed the same by person, the though. one, no, two different people, <laughs> signed by the one and only Kevin Smith, and in celebration of tomorrow being 420, I'll throw in, kabam, we got raw Kevin Smith sticker nice. sheets. Don't smoke uh, them. A little, don't, don't smoke, smoke I mean, I'm not your dad. Do what you, do what you want. All I, you have to do. I might be some of their dad. I'm, That's I might be. a fact. The, the, All you have to do out. is tag us on Instagram with proof that you follow us on the Twitch machine. Hear John with that adorable hiccup. And it was adorable. I and I loved it. I absolutely just, just loved it. Just real quickly, Charlie, what, as you're giving away your hard-earned memorabilia, uh, I just want to address Ellis's comment. Ellis, not only was it produced by George Lucas, but Howard the Duck was such a financial fucking failure that it that it caused him to sell... Uh, a large part of their digital uh, technology and presence, like their their uh, their their CGI works and and uh, like the computing process, that was bought by Homeboy over at Disney, and that's the shit that eventually turned into Pixar. It is a fascinating, fascinating story. And yeah, George Lucas does take risks for his art. He also takes risks by putting out stories that have no. No reasonable plot whatsoever. He's a damn liar, Allison. You know it. Uh, but you know what, though, Charlie? Who is not a liar? Tell me. This guy. Because I'm about to tell you. I'm about to drop some. Well, it depends. You're not a. You're not a beautiful chicken. Um, I'm about to drop some fucking knowledge on you, dude. There, <laughs> there are certain creators out there that they do nothing. Like they're the equivalent. Of the giving tree. You ever read the giving tree as a kid? You're like a yeah. little goofy bastard is sitting under the shade of this beautiful, might I say, voluptuous lady tree. And he's like, yeah, I wish I had some fruit to eat. I'm so hungry. And she's like, oh, here's an apple for you, goofy bitch. Oh, thank you very much. Mm. And then, like, he just had complaint after complaint after complaint. And it just took every inch of giving tree away until she was nothing but a goddamn stump. That is the typical version of a giving uh, creator, right? Um, there are, though, some creators that cannot be chopped down. The second that you think, God damn it, that's the last itty bit of morsel that they can possibly give me, you forget that, A, number one, this sum of bitch just continues to pop, pump out incredible content. IP for decades and generations, even while they're in the, in the process of remaking some shit that they've adapted from his prior. Um, but on top of that, 
he's able to reach ooh, all the way down to the bottom of the fucking satchel. You know when Santa Claus, like, you're sitting there like, oh, I'm the only goofy bastard that didn't get a present this year. And Santa's like, oh, were you a good boy? And Charlie's like, I'm a liar, it's but yeah, yeah, I was. Up. So he just, ooh, he just reaches out and he comes up with a blink. Oh, look what I got for you, Charlie. That is my man, Stephen friggin' King. Stephen King's cup runneth over. It does not ever seem to empty out. Because as he continues to give us dope content uh, characters who even surprise him. Like, huh, I just came up with this character as a fucking, as an aside. But you know what, though? I think she's really great. Freaking Holly is dropping on my actual birthday this year, September 6th. And my Amazon list is available. Um, Holly is dropping. Holly was actually a side character originally from the Mr. Mercedes series of three books. Then he po uh, ported her over as, in essence, a hero on her own with the outsider. Absolutely awesome. Now she's getting her own flick. But that's Charlie in 2023. Go ahead and take that all the way back to 1973. In a magazine called Cavalier, my man Stephen King penned an awesome original story called The Boogeyman. 1973, when even this gray-haired son of a bitch was just a glint in our poor father's eye. Never mind Charlie. Charlie was like, man, what I we'll see we'll like see how the first one goes. I'll kill you. I'll kill you where you sit. Um then they went ahead and said, you know what, Stephen King? You're great. Let's go ahead and smush all this stuff together. So they took the boogeyman, again, originally in the magazine Cavalier published, uh, and they added it to a collection uh, in nineteen seventy eight called Night Shift, which also I still don't own. I own a lot of hardcovers, but like again, September's around the corner, guys. Anyways, here is a flick. <laughs> Here is a story that, look, Stephen King's got a, a, a plethora, a plethora of IP to be adapted. Like I said before, they're, they're remaking uh, adaptions that they've done. Fucking Salem's Lot is right around the corner. I mean, like, some of his best work was done relatively shoddily originally when it was adapted to the screen, big You're or small. You're very kind to those adaptations. Well, some, some, I mean, look, like, jump scares are, are one thing, but, like, it's another if, like, uh, you know, you change it all together. This is Stephen King we're talking about. Regardless, this original story from 1973 is just now being the given the adaption given the the fucking uh the view that it should have had all the way back then but they didn't adapt shit like we do now um the boogeyman is coming to theaters charlie this is a flick the 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 short story is chef's kiss it's outstanding it's one of his first like a lot of the, the Stephen King-isms that you didn't even, like, know to look for did not exist then. So that was, like, the the, the literature version of a jump scare. You're like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to sleep with the lights on tonight and forget about the fucking closet door. It's coming to theaters, Charlie, when the, when the makers of this movie, this adaptation, when they screened it for people, for, like, non-movie uh, people, non-business non, uh, people, movie business people, the first time, they fucking were screaming, Charlie. They were, they were, I'm so scared. They were screaming so loud that they ended up missing important plot 
uh, dialogue that came after those scares. And he's like, fuck, man, now I have to pad on either side of these of these scares time. Like, I've got to I've got to give my pansy audience a minute to catch their their breath. And oh, they're clutching their pearls so tight. He's like, you know, I got to give him a second because this is important now to the story structure. That's the job awesome. that they have fucking done uh, on this flick. Now they did try an adaptation uh, uh, years and years ago. Uh, Jeff uh, Shin uh, Shin Shin Shirano? I don't fucking know. Somebody, I'm a loser. 1982 did a <laughs> shit job. Um, he did it for. Uh, he actually did it as a uh, uh, as a short film, which is. A little bit on the nose. Oh, it's a short. It's a short story. I'll make it a short film. Shut up. Uh, so, so uh, in 2018, Scott Beck and Brian Woods they said, "Oh no, we're gonna adapt it. It's been time," um, and they were right. But they they uh, they waited too damn long. So finally, in May of 2020, uh, they were like, "Hey, what's what's happening with the adaptation?" Like, well, we suck. So uh, just do something else. Oh my god! Now finally, uh, it's getting the, the 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 attention that it deserves. And uh, it is indeed 20th Century Studios putting it out. Uh, Mark Heyman uh, uh, wrote it, and uh, or adapted it rather, and Rob Savage, which is just the best horror movie director name of all time, um, is, is indeed doing it. And Charlie, it is going to be, I'm saying it now, it, this is going to be the scary fucking movie that people will talk about for this year. If for no other reason that the, the content, the, the, um, the concept is so... Day one scary. Think back, Charlie. What was the sincerely? What was the scariest shit as a kid that you could possibly imagine? Oh, you're laying there in your little twin bed. You got your TMNT comforter pulled up to your little to your little chinny winny win, uh, and you're like, I'm gonna go to sleep and wake up in the morning, have cereal, dry because I'm a monster, and cartoons. It's gonna be great. But then there's a little. There's some. There's something that just sends your tiny little baby balls directly up uh, into your body. What do you, is it? Do you mean the first time you ruined my life and it led to you seeing child me buck naked in the bathtub because you decided showing me Freddy Krueger was a good idea? Do you mean the fucking nightmares I had for, for weeks until I had a dream? What solved it? What cured it? You're the beast, Jonathan, that made me... <laughs> fucking too scared to take a shit without the door open so just in case freddy grabbed me with his glove right in my little undropped nuts it wasn't until i had a dream where superman showed up to fuck freddy up that i was able to rest comfortably i like that you're welcome for that you fucked up my life for a bit bro excuse me bro who gave you superman Regardless, my boy, he gives it, and he takes it away. Um, so so let me ask you this. So, right, so some rap scallion why decided. Why the fuck did so, we? So, why do we do this podcast? That fucking Ellis, the fucking thorn <laughs> in my side, knows how I'm scared. I was a baby. <laughs> why the fuck did you bring me to Star Fucking Spaceballs? It's Ma, all about. It's you're all on about, my shit list too now. Ma and Irma, I know you're in heaven. I'll fucking when I get there. First piece of umbrage. Why you got straw handbags? Now, only, only only a desperate man can make the connection to Dark Helmet, who's played for laughs, and a straw bag, which can at best be said 
that's for bringing your little sandwiches and snackies to the beach. None of which are scary, but I will give you this, little boy. Freddy Krueger can be scary when he's not being hilarious, because he's also hilarious. But let me ask you this. So I, I, I uh, for whatever reason, decided, let me show Charlie Freddy Krueger, and it's stuck with you, right? Now, what is it about Freddy Krueger that when you lay down again, let me set the scene. You lay down, uh, you pull the blanket up, uh, Raphael, save me. Uh. What was it about that Freddy Krueger character that really scared you? What did you think he was going to do? Attack me with his claw hand. But I mean, like, you know, I've done that with just a fork. Like, what? what's, like, what's the scariness? Did you think that he was... Do you remember which Freddy movie it was? Yeah, of fucking course I do. It was Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Is that the one with the fucking, with the, with the roach? Fuck, the person falls on the, on the stupid sticky roach thing and peels up, and then he's a roach? I didn't now, even see a giant roach, John! Now, now, here's the thing. I, I couldn't say if it was 2 or 22. But you immediately referenced the the little bug pad, whatever. It's stuck it's stuck stuck on his face, blah blah. Now your father, who we mentioned prior, he took me to go see a um uh <laughs> that's scotch, isn't it, bro? The scotch. Uh Ellis right away. See, Ellis is like he's he's not just the uh the instigator, but he is the dictionary and the encyclopedia as well. That was Of course he knows. He this knows it haunts later. me. Charlie was probably 22 when I showed him that movie, but that's that's beside the point. Um, uh, Dad took me to see a, a, a freaking uh, was it a freak show? I don't remember right now, but like there are certain horror movie moments that stick with us, but they're very specific, right? So if you're going down aisle six and you see a fucking bug pad, your brain, your your little horror movie PTSD might might kick in. You're like, oh, Freddy gonna get me. Look, and that is a very specific thing. Absolutely. But there are certain things, Charlie, that are fucking embedded in us as human beings. And as a little ch child human being, even more so because we can't really defend ourselves. And one might argue that the not knowing is the scariest shit of all. So if you're, as you're laying there, as a little goofy baby, maybe out of the crib for the first time, and that closet door is cracked. Oof. And maybe you have a nightlight going in the room, but damn it, if the fucking sliver of of closet that's open that sliver of blackness is not the deepest darkest black that there has ever blacked before then then i'll eat my jersey dude that is immediate nightmare fucking fuel and that is precisely to get us back on track what stephen king is doing with I this love that, though. boogie John, I gotta, man story. He is playing I, to every childhood fear, and even more to the point, and then I'll let you run with it, he is, he is doing what Stephen King maybe does even better than playing on our fucking natural, uh, our natural inner fears. He is doing it through the, the lens of a child's eyes. Oh, Stephen King, you son of a bitch. Bro, he is the fucking master. Nobody does it better. Nobody has ever done it better before. And I might argue nobody ever will again. Stephen King is a beast. A beast. What I really love about this, because I, I I'm ignorant to the world of... <laughs> uh, stop enjoying the Spaceballs oh, references sorry, sorry. in the chat, you son of a bitch. 
what I really love about stuff like this is like the boogeyman is so specifically vague. Like it really does manifest into whatever fucking twisted form most ruins your fucking day. So there, my favorite episode of Real Ghostbusters, they fight the boogeyman who it turns out like has haunted Egon. His like the reason Ghostbusters shit exists is because the boogeyman is real and fucked with fucking my boy Egon. That shit instilled itself in my head. To the point where, like, that big-headed cartoon boogeyman was adorable. <laughs> but on any now, visual yeah. spectrum... The live-action that... version would be played by Henry Winkler. Yeah, exactly. He's adorable. However, <laughs> Henry Winkler would show up and I'd shit my britches. <laughs> because little kid me, that was, like, my one-to-one. So the fact that Stephen King... I love when these horror films, especially when they're treated with like respect and they're 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 trying to be more than just kind of one of those factory uh you know uh slasher features when they're when they're a little bit more to that when someone's behind the wheel that either understands the very fucking scary um shit it's based on when someone's able to take something that stephen king so expertly put together and stretch it into something more and manifest it in real life i i gotta tell you all joking aside this is going to be one of those films that I see, and I'm like, I'm good. I'm good on popcorn and a drink. I don't need to spill fucking 40 ounces of some no fucking calorie horse shit on my lap. Because I just, I know myself well enough to know that like a good jump scare still fucks with me. Evil Dead, one of my favorite movies. Without question, hilarious. Even the regular Evil Dead, not even Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 1 is fucking funny, dude. There are scenes in that where I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, you son of a claymation like, bastard. Oh, you got me. You son of a bitch. You got me. Fucking the, 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 genuinely, I have like a little bit of a lump in my throat because I know I'm going to have to watch this flick and like, I'm going to see it on a giant screen and I'm going to be so scared and you may need to come over and I'm, watch me fucking clean my pish. I am, uh, I'm going to make it worse, bro. Oh, fuck. I'm going to make it worse for you. So obviously, <clears throat> obviously. Uh, being uh, faithful to the content is very important, especially when it's a Stephen King uh, property. Um, and then on top of that, being handled uh, seriously, like we were talking about, like the straight man uh, doing comedy is maybe the funniest shit ever. If if he's playing it straight and he's playing it still for laughs, that's kind of the way I look at horror. Like the the if it's going to be like a wink to the camera, it needs to be overt again, like, like evil dead. But then you pepper in some stuff. You're like, Oh, that's some gruesome stuff that is going to stay with me. Absolutely. The case. I can't look at like a, a piece of taxidermy hanging on the wall and not think this motherfucker is about to talk to me about, but I'm going to be dead by dawn. And I got to punch it in the face. And what am I going to do? Hasn't it already been through enough. I'm like, yo, I just eat fish. It's fine. Um, but I'm still going to make it worse for you, dude. I'm still going to make it worse. Fuck. Because on top of all that, the cinematography, the music, uh, anyone who has watched Star Wars with no music on will tell you music means a lot, bro. Because if you had a 70s uh, boogie beat happening to Luke Skywalker in the background, you would not have cared quite as much. I'd watch um, the fuck out of that version, though. Once. Once you would. Uh, but Fair. yeah, also as well as the music, the fucking cinematography, uh, the the script, the adaptation being being true and pure, it's also as well as the cast. 
So this flick that's coming out, um, Sophie Thatcher, Chris Messina, David uh, Desmachian, uh, Marin Ireland, Madison Hugh, um, but also as well as a little lady who goes by the name of Vivian Lyra Blair. Remember that Star Wars comment that we passed before? Yeah, any fan of Star Wars might recognize this young lady as playing Baby Leia in the Kenobi series. The little Leia that we all got behind, like, oh, she's so sassy and adorable. That's the young girl that is going to be absolutely traumatized, haunted, and haunted by Stephen uh -oh. King's Boogeyman. Oh, man. Ellis, try to tell me that Stephen King don't know what he's doing. That this creative team don't know what they're doing. We already love this little girl. Like, we would always like, have my popcorn, little Leia. You're the best. You're the bee's knees. And Stephen King's going to throw the Boogeyman at her? Oof, my goof. I encourage you again, Charlie. I know that you do not... Uh, that you tend to avoid trailers, uh, you know, whenever it occurs to you. Sometimes John sends them to you like a monster. Like, well, I guess I have to watch it now. It's like somebody tells you on a diet, you're like, but this chocolate cake, though. Ooh, that's what I do to Charlie. You mean um, what I did to our mother with donuts today? I was like, look, ah, diet schmiet. She, she deserves it. Um, Charlie, watch this fucking trailer. Literally, it hits on all of those, uh, those, like, like we're we're automatically set with these like certain things that just trigger that like fight or flight response that fear cowering if i hide under the the covers i'll be safe type of response this shit hits on all of them now there was one thing that i was a little bit worried about because this came out again in 1973 originally a lot of times those original ideas end up becoming tropes we all know that John Carter from Mars, when you watch it now, and they're just like, oh, this motherfucker, they stole from everything. Nah, 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 nah. Everybody yeah. stole from this, uh, from from him originally. He came up with all these fucking concepts, uh, and he came up with Tarzan too while he was at it. But um, I do want to ask you this before we wrap up the episode, and this is a great episode. Um, I don't think there... we're allowed to say that no, during no, no, the it's, episode. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. People know. People know. Um... <laughs> Are there any, like, natural, like, no, there's no logic to it. Maybe not even a fucking story, but maybe there is. Are there any automatic fuck with Charlie type of things out there? Where, like, you just even, just, just talking about it now on the podcast and sharing your pain with all the beautiful uh, viewers and listeners... You're like, mm, I'm going to pay for this later. Like eating a quadruple cheeseburger with bacon and cheddar cheese. You're like, it's delicious now, but I know I'm going to have some heartburn when I lay down later. Um, like what, what, what really fucking gets your goose horror wise? You know, I, I would say probably like a long-term committed relationship. Really <laughs> clearly scares no, me. No, no, I didn't ask you about what, what, what scares them. What scares oh, you? Sorry, I misunderstood. <laughs> um... You know, they, they, oh, that's a fucking great question that I'm like petrified to reveal to you because it's just like, I feel like this no, is a trap. We'll never I, use it. Right, chat? Like we'll never uh, use it. Um, 
Yeah, I, I like. I have a real fucking phobia. Hold on. A with yeah, nice. With like the uh-huh, idea, like with the idea of like rot. Oh, so like at like a decomposition, hospital, decay, sore, um, any sort of like decomposition. That's the the literally the word I was struggling to find. Um, just fuck. There's that scene in Bad Boys Two where there's like drugs hidden in fat people. Yeah, and in they're the like corpses? reaching in. See, but now uh, here's the thing. At least those were relatively fresh corpses. Like that's true. You, if That's you're the talking best about like That's the best a it could grave be. robber situation, you're like, oh, we gotta go get Bob Jones. Oh no, he's been buried since uh since December, and it's September now. You're like, oh, he's gonna be There's a floppy a pudding mess with maggots crawling around. There's a and, like, scene in Dungeons like, and Dragons. Did you like, notice the flesh is gonna come off like cheese on like a fucking Little Caesars yeah. commercial? <laughs> Did you that scene in Dungeons and Dragons where they, like they bring to life a bunch of corpses? I was like, oh no! Now I will say this is proof that in all ways I'm a glutton for punishment right. because the the um, Dawn of the Dead series, the 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 Dead series, one of my favorite things of all time. Like right, right, right. you animate a corpse, it works so viscerally for me because right. the whole time rubber. I'm like. Buckets uh, of blood. Charles like, yay. John, I had to go through a haunted house in full Ghostbuster gear once. We were doing a charity event at a haunted walk for a, a, for, for a special needs camp, Camp Aquatic. Very worth checking out. Uh, we give a lot of our fundraising to them every year. There was this kid too scared to go through the haunted like walk, right? Was the kid's name Charlie? The kid became named Charlie because I was like, <laughs> I'll go with your little fucking child. And John, these piece of shit horror actors dressed as zombies are like working brains. I'm like, I'll fuck, I'll knock they, you. They like saw I, you coming, I bro. shoved the kid. I shoved the kid down. I was like, take him. Fuck this little idiot. And I ran through. It was so. It's not, not just. My it's moment. not just your brother in Fortnite that you use as a human shield. Uh, a, a poor little defenseless child. Also, as yep. well as Charlie, it's not even practical. That's a tiny little baby. How much are they gonna shield, man? This is, come on, use your fucking head, John. At, at one point, there was like a long graveyard area with like some of the bodies were actors. I just scooped the kid up like I was fucking. You need a hero. I was my fat ass full sprinting with eighty five pounds on my back. I'm like eat a dick, hunt. It was uh <laughs> yeah I I it's yeah, Ugh. rot yeah. Now, now let me ask you this though: How did you? Were you able to like, to like really fucking, you know, man up and, and force your way? Did, were you able to act your way through it? Like, did you show fear or did uh? Did no, you no, I hit it, but in, but inside, like literally, once I got back, the kid was like, "Thank you so much." I gave him a, a, a couple stickers. I gave him a patch. I told them how brave they were. We did the high five game. I went back to our little haunt area where clearly we're winning. Because we're the fucking Ghostbusters. Too sweet me one time. Uh, I went into the Ecto. And I just need to have myself a breather. I was just like, oh, you're fucking gross. You're so gross. Why am I picturing Charlie just curled up like Elizabeth Shue in fucking leaving Las Vegas? Like, yep. uh, uh, Or or fucking Jenny from 
from fucking Forrest Gump. I wish I was a bird so I could fly far, far away. 100%. 100%. The worst part, the worst part was, and I was taken at the time, so I wouldn't have paid attention anyway, but there was this, uh, I presume, gorgeous woman, uh, but she was dressed up like a zombie. She had like the one fake eye popped out and shit that kept trying to talk to me at dinner before the event. And I was like, you have to go the fuck away. Like the, I, I'm trying to eat this like warm. I will like, shoot warm, you with a proton. Terrible. Uh, I will. Particle I will shoot you with it because the proton pack is fake. I will knock you the fuck out with the wand though because it's aluminum. I will smack you in the mouth with it. Wait, wait, Only your proton pack is real. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that that exorcist adaptation. That's actually me. I'm like, no, I got a proton pack. It'll be just fine. I'll be in there. Absolutely. <laughs> uh... Um, yeah, no, man, clearly, uh, I'm super duper excited. Do you have anything uh, that scares you? Don't try to fucking end without revealing your soul, you piece of garbage. Man, like, I'm almost, uh, I'm hesitant to say because I know, uh, how people can be, especially my co-host, but, um, the, uh, the one thing that, like, absolutely gets me automatically, like, I don't even have to think about it, if something is even, um reference as like pertaining to it like the fucking bolitos shrink right up like it's the middle of winter and you're running around in your drawers and like there's just there's no there's no chance like this is an automatic loss for me uh literally get scared sometimes tears in my eyes i can't uh conceive of like surviving the situation is uh not telling the people how we end each and every episode of u.s comics cast so charlie why don't you tell the good people how we take them out would you first you gotta turn the power on then you gotta turn the volume up then you gotta tune bed mary in open up the window wide and scream out to the night sky save me space girl We are-